Welcome to another episode of Woo Pod Sui. I'm your host, Tucker Partridge, along with my co-host, Saul Malone. Say hello to the people, Saul Malone. How we doing, folks? Glad to be here. We have got quite a bit to talk about, uh, but unfortunately, that's going to begin with some stuff that's not Arkansas sports related. We got some personal news. That's right, folks. Um, As you may or may not know, I think we've made it pretty obvious over the course of this pod. But in case you haven't been paying attention, the two of us are based in sunny California. This is fine for the most part until today uh, when Vox Media tweeted something, a link to a blog post, and then emailed us saying that Due to a new labor law passed to protect people in the gig economy, we could no longer be employees of Vox Media and therefore Arkansas Fight. What that means is we're kind of about to begin a confusing time period where we don't really have any answers as to what's going on. I think. We can do our best to kind of explain the situation with the California law and maybe why Vox is thinking this way. But for now, uh, this may be the last episode of this podcast for a little while or maybe ever. So stick around (laughs) (laughs) as we dive into uh, more labor law than you probably thought you were getting into. And we'll kind of try to explain where we're at. Yeah, we would just first all off like to say that for us, in our opinion, and obviously some people don't share this, but it's a net positive that this law is going into effect because we believe that people should be paid a living wage. And it's good to have people pay for the work they do and the content they create. I think that's pretty standard for most jobs. Like you go to your job, you do your job, you get paid for your job that you do. End of story. So this law in California is meant to protect people like Tucker and I and people that drive for Lyft and Uber who have these quote-unquote gig jobs. Uh, It makes companies treat them as employees rather than independent contractors to give them wages and benefits and that sort of thing, which is a net positive. Unfortunately, it does come at our own personal expense. As we all know, Tucker and I are the protagonists of life. Anything, (laughs) Anything negative that happens to us is a tragedy for everyone. It looks like what and we're going to use our therapy words in the words of podcast ain't played nobody i think i feel it feels to me as though vox is essentially saying we don't want to figure out how to find a middle ground here we don't want to figure out how to find a way to compensate these guys even part-time or seasonally so we're taking the nuclear option and firing every contractor in the state of California. And I need to stress, this isn't just us. This is hundreds of people who are now without the sites that they've spent months, years building. And I'm talking some big sites, like Golden State of Mind for the Warriors, or Sacktown, the Sacramento Kings website. Both of those are massive. 
I'm pretty sure that the Sacramento site has 12 staff members. Yeah, Clippers and now Nation all here of those people are without a job. Yeah, and what they're doing to mitigate this is they're opening up 20 new positions where people will be brought on full time or part time to run these sites. But I think between the two of us, I, I'm wondering how SB Nation is going to continue as a model. Because what you're going to end up with mathematically is people who aren't fans of these teams running the sites. Right. And, you know, that's something that Tucker and I considered of, you know, should we apply for these jobs and get on the payroll so maybe we can continue doing this site? But the problem with that is Tucker and I really don't care about these teams the way that the people that are running the sites already do. We love, we both love sports in general, like a huge sports fans, obviously. We love all kind of, you know, football, college, and pro. We love basketball, college, and pro, that sort of stuff. But the reason we talk about Arkansas football is because we both went to the University of Arkansas and we care about Arkansas football. I care about sports. I don't care about the Lakers. I don't care about the Golden State Warriors as much as these people that are writing about them do. And that's totally fair. That's what makes SB Nation community special is the community aspect. We're like unashamedly allowed to be fans. And that's what makes it special and what makes our content so good when it comes to the things we write about and the things we talk about on the podcast. It's because we give a crap and we're invested. And to take that away from the people that are here in California by trying to apply for these jobs cheapens the work that they've done and it cheapens the work that they want to do moving forward. And so it leaves us in a rock and a hard place because as you guys know, Arkansas fight is not based in California but Tucker and I are. That's the problem. It's not the fact that the blog is, you know, doing things like that. So we cannot stress enough that other people are like affected by this. But at the same time, so are we, and so is Arkansas Fight by extension. And that's not to say that the site is going to stop. Um, in my mind, uh, bearing or uh, barring any kind of miracle happening where we keep. Working here, uh, somebody else is going to be hired to run the site and they'll be based out of Arkansas so that these laws won't have to be followed and they'll be compensated what I am currently being compensated, which is candidly uh, $400. And that's not, you know, that is probably not going to be what the content is worth, but that's the way that Vox Media is viewing it right now. And unfortunately, that's coming at the cost that the two of us are just literally kicked out. Like, <laughs> I, I, there's not a way that we could have fought to keep this. It's that we woke up this I mean, I don't know about you, but I woke up this morning, got ready for work, was on my way to work when I get an email in my spam folder saying that essentially myself, you, and hundreds of other California contractors are fired. Yeah, same. I uh, It had to be forwarded to me because it ended up in my spam box and I missed it. And Matt Brown, the guy in charge of the college blogs for SB Nation, had to forward it to me and be like, hey, I need to make sure you saw this because I didn't because it was a mass email that ended up in my spam folder because it was marked as spam because it had been sent to so many people. It seemed like somebody was trying to scam people. So that's the thing that I think that we're most frustrated about is not only was this 
handled poorly from a stance of no information really given to us. Most of us learned what was happening via a blog post that was published before the email went out. So we kind of found out at the same time as the general public, which is not a great look. And there have been, you can find them online. There've been a lot of pieces since SB Nation has been around about their model of of contributors and writers and site managers and how the payment just doesn't add up to compared to how much money they take in. Uh, because I, I wrote a little small piece. Tucker and I both wrote personal essays about how we feel about this. They're linked on our Twitters and our Facebooks. If you're friends with us there, if you want to find them, please do feel free to do so. But this company just makes a ton of money. And Arkansas Fight has a staff of roughly six people, including Tucker and myself. All of the things that we do are supported by ads. So, uh, the writing we do, this podcast, if you listen to it, you know there's ads at the, in the middle and at the end. And the numbers that we do, while aren't the biggest that SB Nation College Blocks see, they're still considerable and easily monthly, I would say, allow a budget that could pay for six people to come on part-time and figure out getting rid of this contractor label to where this wouldn't even be an issue. We, we wouldn't have to have this conversation. It's not, it's not lack of money. I think it's an unwillingness to allocate that money to writers. Right. And... <laughs> One of the things that makes this hardest to stomach is the knowledge that Vox Media is backed by Bill Gates and has a billion dollar valuation. Um, I think there's definitely money there. Uh, But at the end of the day, they have decided to move on without us. And unfortunately, we can't do anything but kind of take the way this decision has gone. Now, that's not to rule out something in the future. I know that the two of us have very briefly talked about maybe setting something up that we run. But in the meantime, uh, that's kind of where we're at. That's the way this situation has worked out. That's the way that, I don't know, it, 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 it sucks. It really, really sucks. And there's not much you can say about it otherwise. But yeah. And you guys have known since we've started this podcast and since Tucker has been the site manager, since I've come on, since Adam and, and Luke and Teddy have all really started contributing that Arkansas Fight has put out a lot of really good content and has we've seen a lot of growth both on our site traffic and on Twitter. And it's because I think you guys recognize that we care about Arkansas athletics and we care about the hogs and we care about you guys and what you think about the hogs and getting your voice heard and doing the show for like, I mean, it's fun. Like Tucker and I love doing the show, but we do it because you guys download and listen to it. If it was just us talking, like we wouldn't do a show. Like I love hearing myself talk as much as the next guy, but we do it because there's been continued support. So it's, it feels tough to have this thing that, We've been building Tucker, especially for the last year, myself over the last five or six months since I came on board with Adam and Luke and all the other guys that write. Like it feels very lame, but it's kind of been taken from us without really consideration of what goes into it. And it just feels like another one of those situations where someone up top is making a call without being on the ground and really understanding the ramifications of the actions that they're taking. And that's the thing that I think frustrates us the most is one, how poorly this was handled and announced and like just a short amount of time. Uh, and by short amount of time, I mean no time that we were given to kind of deal with this. And the fact that this thing that we've created 
thing like the writing that I've done, this podcast is owned by Vox. Like once we go away, they still have this and we got to figure out what to do. Like it's just things that we've worked very hard and put a lot of time and money into. Like I'm not even just full disclosure. I don't get paid for the articles I write for SB Nation for for Arkansas fight because I came on so late and into the process of negotiating, like I don't get paid and I have made roughly $60 doing this podcast over the last four or five months. I don't do it because it pays me money. I don't do it because it makes me rich. I do it because I love the hogs and I love talking about the hogs and I love interacting with the people that also love talking about the hogs. And it just feels like this decision is based off just purely money and financial means and motivations is just such a cheap shot to a lot of people that have invested so much time and energy into these communities. And it really feels like it's breaking apart the community aspect to just hire some guys that can write about sports. Anybody can write about sports if they're passionate about it and like can wield words a little bit. It's not the hardest job. We don't think we're like the most important people in the world, but we do care. And I think that's the most frustrating thing for us. Yeah, it's the reason we do this is because of you all. It, it we don't make you know enough money to even pay the bills doing this. Uh, it it's not about the money. It's about having an interaction and building something bigger than ourselves, and in the name of a team and a school that we love. And quite frankly, those are the building blocks that made SB Nation what it is is people writing about things they love about. And unfortunately, it has taken a turn to where that's not going to be on the table for us anymore. And so we are going to do some kind of soul searching over the next couple of weeks to figure out what direction we're going to go in. Our contracts do not officially end until March. So I suppose there's a window of time that we can still be with you. Um, but this is kind of where the relationship is starting to end and we're going to have to figure out how to move on from this. But in the meantime, we're going to try to keep content coming for you guys and, uh, figure out where we go from here. Maybe that means starting our own thing. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. I'm not going to speculate just yet because obviously this is the first day that we've known anything. Um, and yeah, it just really, really sucks. It is a bummer. Um, uh, we'll stop ruminating on it too much, but yeah, we're just both really bummed because we both love doing this and you know, it's definitely not our full-time jobs money wise, but the amount of time we invest in it is definitely a full-time job. And so, Again, just kind of a bummer. But that said, we are going to do a show for you today. And we've got good things to talk about. Um, things in Hogland, baby. The men's basketball team bounced back. They uh, obviously kind of took their lumps uh, and have come back with a big, big win over Tulsa. A 98-79 to victory. That came with Mason Jones scoring a career-high 41 points, which is the second-best total by a Razorback in Bud Walton history. He's back, baby. Yeah. I mean, what a bounce-back performance. He was 12 of 18 from the field, 
He was five of 11 from three point land. He sank 12 of 13 free throw attempts. And that it was just a comprehensive team victory and a complete response to the previous loss. Yeah, I love a good bounce back win from the boys. You know, tough loss at Western Kentucky, but to come out and kind of get a statement win to see Mason Jones return to form, to see the whole team play well. Again, just a good response from Coach Musselman and his boys. He got him ready to play, didn't let him ruminate on the loss too much. Had him ready to play against a good Tulsa team that came over to Bud Walton. And good to see the Hawks back in the win column. Still only one loss. And I believe, if I checked correctly, currently we are in the top 25. We are. Uh, the NCAA's net ratings came out today. Um, obviously, that's a new thing that started last year. But we are ranked number 23. Um, so welcome back to the top 25, Arkansas. In classic Arkansas fashion, any way we can claim to be in the top 25 of any poll, we're going to take it. I'll we're going to take day. it. Uh, one fun stat, I guess, that I took away from our writer Luke's uh, recap of the game. the We only trailed once, and we were down 4-3, to three and immediately went on an 18-1 to one run to give us a cushion. Uh, so four to three was all we trailed. Uh, defensive end Jamario Bell got to come into the game, and uh, it came at the cost of Tulsa's coach, friend of the pod, Frank Haith, who, my God, it, what a fun guy to beat. <laughs> Love beating Frankie boy. I mean, the dude tried to pick a fight with Mike Anderson one of the nicest human beings who's ever existed. It just, oh my God, a win over him is all the more sweet. Apparently they were talking trash at our locker room before the game. Uh, so that, only a Frank Haith team could come in, talk trash, and then get just absolutely demolished. Ran off the freaking court, baby. Uh, other stats, it's worth noting, Isaiah Joe kind of had his bounce back performance, had 20 points, 4 of 10 from 3, uh, but really it was the Mason Jones show. Yeah, I mean, and, if you score 41 out of 91 points, you that's your game. Yeah, and uh, that was more points than Tulsa scored in the first half, so it's not to say that Mason Jones could have beaten Tulsa by himself, but... Uh, Who's he did not in the to first say half. that, you know? Yeah, I'm not going to. I don't think you can dispute that. I don't think factually you can dispute that. Other wins happened. Uh, the number 21 Arkansas women's basketball team finished a three-game home streak 3-0. and uh, They beat Northwestern State 99-39. to <laughs> um, I don't mean to laugh at that, but that's... That's just so good. <laughs> it's real good. Uh, just an absolute dissection. Uh, <laughs> it was an incredible day. Uh, Redshirt junior Amber Ramirez had 21 points, which led all scorers. She had seven three-pointers. Um, the kind of big players on this team, Chelsea Dungy and Alexis Tolfrey, didn't even really have to do much. Dungy had 12 points. 
and usually we've been kind of relying on them and we didn't have to. One of the big moments, probably the highlight of the season so far was uh, she had a block. Oh, I'm watching. I'm literally watching it right now. And it was on a Northwestern state layup Disgusting. and literally got blocked into the front, like first row. Uh, she literally beautiful. hung Absolutely in the air beautiful. and waited for that ball and just swatted it into freaking Tulsa. It was incredible. The disrespect. I love a good disrespectful block. Just no, no sympathy. Get that bull crap out of here. I don't want any part of it. Get it away from me. Love a good disrespectful block and a disrespectful dunk. Shout out. Yeah, Rokia Dumbia, uh, you've earned yourself on SportsCenter because it was tweeted by the ESPN account. So getting us on a little national stage there uh, with that just amazing block that I I don't know about you, but I have watched several times today uh, to make me feel better. Yeah, <laughs> I put that on a loop and I feel instantly feel good. Other ranked happenings, uh, the first kind of preseason poll for baseball came out today, and Collegiate Baseball Newspaper's preseason poll has us at number nine, we're which a t- we're a top is eight a snub. We're a top eight team. We're a top eight team, or the number one team, honestly. I've never seen a better team. Um, disappointing with that uh, glaring omission from the top eight but you know i enjoy when arkansas has a little chip on its shoulder and we are certainly going to do that yeah i'm uh looking very much looking forward to baseball season uh but besides college football college baseball easily my number one sport uh i i mean obviously i love anything the hogs do but man Watching our baseball team is one of my favorite things. Cannot wait for this team to start taking the field. Last year, I got to see them when they came and played out here in L.A. at USC. Uh, unfortunately, we lost in a couple in extra innings. But, man, do Hog fans travel well? And does the baseball team get me pumped up? Uh, so really looking forward again to baseball season. That cannot come soon enough. Just a couple months away now. We are getting close. Yeah, and uh, it is a good deal. Uh, we have some crazy, like we had 20 recruits come in. It's, I mean, it's going to be a heck of a season. I don't want to make predictions, uh, but Dave Van Horn's the greatest baseball coach in the country. And I have full faith that we are going to make some noise this year. Oh, yeah. Once again, an Arkansas team is going to make some dadgum noise. Worth noting that one of the recruits, Robert Moore, chose to come to us and enroll early in time for the 2020 spring semester, chose that over the MLB draft. So could have been drafted, but chose to early enroll at Arkansas. That's the kind of pull this program has. What's crazy is I also chose to go to the University of Arkansas and not get drafted by an MLB team. So we have that in common. Me too. That's That's, crazy. That's weird. So between the three of us, we are all collegiate people. um, (laughs) And none of us went into the MLB yet. Um, Uh, Yet. I'm feeling good about this year's draft for me personally. I feel like I'm in a, a late 30th rounder, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking it's probably going to have to be an undrafted free agency thing for me, 
But uh, who knows? Maybe our connections with Arkansas baseball can get us there. Uh, shout out Ryan Folks, get us drafted. Do it, King. Uh, <laughs> other good news this week. It's been a good week. Been a, uh, a good week for sure. Uh, Barry Odom officially named Arkansas's defensive coordinator. The former Missouri head coach has been picked to take the reins of the worst defense in Arkansas history. And he comes in with a great defensive pedigree. Uh, A lot of coaches that you talk to, if asked, you know, who would be your choice for a DC right now out of anyone, a lot of them say Barry Odom. So for Pittman to go in and number one, scoop up a DC who everybody wants. And number two, get a former SEC head coach to lean on. Uh, it to me shows more, I don't want to say like maturity, but knowing your limitations than I think Chad Morris ever did in his tenure. Uh, Sam Pittman realizes that he's never been a head coach before. And he's never been a head coach in the toughest league in college football. So he went out and got a guy who has. Yeah. And a guy that, again, almost you could say besides Justin Fuente really was this reason for success at Memphis's turnaround has had a couple of good defenses at Missouri, you know, obviously didn't succeed as much as people thought he would as a head coach, but man, that defensive pedigree, like you said, just very, very good. And, you know, obviously we've got some talent, but we've also severely lacked some depth at some positions. So I, what I would say is, you know, we got to temper those year one expectations. But I will say with a guy like Odom running your defense, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility to be, to be getting excited about the year two, year three defenses he's able to put together. Not to say that the year, feed, year one defense won't have its moments, but, you know, we realistically looking at our roster right now and looking at what we have, we're going to need some help and we're going to need some depth. But if anyone can do some good things with what we have, Barry Odoms is definitely one of the guys. Yeah. I think uh, there is, there's a precedent, I guess, for a guy being a good coordinator and maybe not working out as a coach. Some guys just kind of have a level. And I don't know that I would have fired Barry Odom if I were in Missouri this year, but they did, and we benefit from it. Uh, it is going to be an interesting change because we've kind of been a bend-don't-break defense for the past several years, and uh, Barry Odom is very much not that. So I, I'm looking forward to a defense that's trying to stop somebody. Yeah. And I agree. I think too, we kind of make fun of it, but I think it does add a legitimate kind of spiciness to the battle line rivalry presented by Shelter Insurance. I think genuinely it adds a, like a storyline that maybe makes the game feel a little bit more like a rivalry, which I think is a good thing because, quite frankly, as we've discussed previously, it doesn't quite feel like a rivalry. And I think with this, you add a little depth, you add a little spiciness, and uh, things get interesting next year. Would love to see that rivalry actually turn into something simply so that I have something to look forward to on the Friday after Thanksgiving. If I'm going to be deprived of the LSU game on that day, might as well have a rivalry that I enjoy. Obviously, we don't know who the offensive coordinator is going to be yet. Sam Pittman said today that he's interviewing guys and will hopefully have one by the midway through this week. But as of Monday, still in that interview process, uh, who 
I guess, would you like to see as our offensive coordinator if given a choice? There's a guy that did really well in the American Athletic Conference. I think he just got hired at Auburn. But if we could get Chad Morris. Oh. <laughs> I, yeah. I, it, it, you know, you know. I think he's I think a great he coordinator. Be, yeah. <laughs> just, you know, it's too much as a head coach. No, I don't. Who Who's your I want to know your guy because you I was in the rundown, which you'll see. I was going to ask you that question, but you got ahead of me. So I want to hear your thing first. because I think we're on the same page. I just want to hear you say it, and then I can support. Oh, OK. Um, <laughs> I want something that's probably not going to happen, uh, but you, something that are you would a Dan be, Enos guy. <laughs> I want Dan Enos back, man. I, I don't hate that at all. I would be very pro Danny Enos coming back to the hill. I I mean, his offenses with Pittman were just magical. They were good. And as soon as Pittman left, all of a sudden he was bad. I don't think he became a bad offensive coordinator because he went to Alabama and then Miami, both of which are very good jobs. So bring him back. Bring my tall Michigander son back. <laughs> bring back Danny boy. He, uh, he used to come when I used to work at that. I talked about the, you know, the Burt Bielema guy uh, situation when he would come to Deluxeburger. But Enos would come into Deluxeburger too and just was always a good dude to be around. And I think, like you said, I just think the offenses he was able to coordinate and, and work and orchestrate with Pittman were something special, especially during those years when there wasn't a ton to feel great about. But those offenses had those moments and – I think it's because the two of them work in tandem very well. I don't think he's going to be cheap by any means, but I think we have the money because of the way the Pittman's contract is is or is kind of constructed. I think it's well within the realm of possibility, and I would definitely be into bringing back Enos. Would be another head coach on the staff as well because he was the head coach at Central Michigan before coming to Arkansas the first time. So it makes sense. It's something that I'd like to see. But obviously, uh, based on the way everything's gone so far, I am not sure that we'll know what's happening until somebody's actually been hired. I think that may be it. Yeah, we had a short, real short episode. You know, we're kind of coming into a little bit of a not dead period, but, you know, holidays are coming up. We got basketball, you know, a little bit of baseball starting to trickle in. The bowl games are coming up, but we're not in a bowl game. So we're really just focusing on the hires and we really can only wait and see what Pittman does. But just a little heads up. We are going to be taking off next week for Christmas. This was planned way before today happened and everything went crazy. We had planned to take off for Christmas. We want to enjoy time with our family and friends and want you guys to do the same. Uh, but yeah, we will... Keep you guys updated with Tucker and I's situation and what Arkansas fight is going to look forward is going to look like moving forward and what Wupad Sui is going to look like moving forward if it moves forward at all. So we hope you guys stick with us for you know the time we have left here. Um, I truly think that this has been one of the greatest joys of my life and will continue to do this podcast as much as I am able to and as much as Tucker wants to. So. Just want you guys to know that we love you guys very much and thank you so much for your support. The growth from episode one to what we're doing now is insane. 
Uh, and it's been really humbling that you guys have allowed us into the Arkansas sports media space because it's a crowded one. You know, we only have the hogs and there's a lot of places where you can get your hog news, but over the past few months, people have really been coming over to the site and coming over to Twitter and talking with us about the podcast. And it's been really fun. So no matter what happens, just know that we appreciate the heck out of you guys. For sure. And quite frankly, if any of you have any suggestions or ideas for us moving forward, we're open to them. If you would like to see us do a new site, then I think that gives us the mandate to do it. If you guys want us to just stick with the podcast, then we can do that too. I, the thing about this situation being so nebulous is that it's both bad and good that we can kind of do whatever we want here. And so, um, thank you guys. Thank you guys so much for sticking with us through this. Uh, we will keep you guys in the loop as much as possible. But until then, uh, this has been Woopod Suey. Woopod. Get him a little closer. He's a football player. It's Arkansas, baby.